Do you ever feel really not okay? Does your life ever feel like a dumpster fire, like everything's going up in smoke? Does the world around you ever feel like it's closing in on you? Or maybe you feel like the phrase, how are you, like it's a loaded question. Do you ever feel like things are just out of your control? Or like the world feels bleak or hopeless? Does it ever feel like you're on a sinking ship and like there are no remaining life vests on board? Or maybe you're fucking pissed off at the state of the world. Is the current political climate and all this bullshit legislation negatively impacting your mental health and overall well-being? Have you noticed a drastic increase in your stress levels and in your ability to deal with life's ordeals? Do you ever feel hopeless, helpless, like, fuck it, you just want to watch it all burn? Or maybe you feel like throwing your hands up in the air and just being like, I'm done, I'm out, whatever, I don't even care anymore. Do you ever feel like you're just done? You've reached your limit and you're ready to throw in the towel to admit defeat. Do you feel like your limits and breaking points are constantly being challenged or tested or pushed to new limits? Are you stuck in a rut or in a downward spiral? Do you find yourself craving a deep change in your life? Maybe you even find yourself reminiscing over simpler times. Well, if you've ever felt like this or felt similarly, I want to reassure you that you are in good company as I have felt this way many times in my life and right now being no exception. So this last month, it's been especially rough to say the least. The world is heavy and this human experience is full of the wide range of human emotions and that's a lot sometimes. It's a heavy burden to carry. It's a heavy burden to feel so deeply sometimes. So as many of you know, I took a little hiatus this month um, for a couple weeks there. And during that time, I really had to focus on my own use of coping skills. And so today, I wanna switch gears a bit and I wanna take some time to share with you some of the things, some of my own coping mechanisms that have really been supporting me and holding me through all these crazy changes and shifts in the hopes that maybe some of what I've been working on Maybe some of this work in coping skills and coping mechanisms that it'll hopefully support you through some of your more challenging days as well. Hey there, friends. Welcome back. And thank you for joining me on this episode of Illuminating the Shadow with Britt Hampton. I'm Britt Hampton, and I'll be your host and guide for our journey today. I'm so grateful that you are joining me on whatever platform you find yourself. And as always, I welcome any feedback. So please feel free to leave me a review on Spotify, Apple, Audible, or wherever else you may be listening today. And if you don't want to miss out on any future content from Illuminating the Shadow, well, then I invite you to hit that follow or subscribe button if you feel called to do so. If you'd like to continue to deep dive into this journey of shadow work through self-awareness, personal growth, and self-reflection more in-depth and at your own pace, well then I invite you to keep a lookout for my Patreon, which is now live, and to possibly consider joining me on there. That's patreon.com backslash illuminating the shadow, all one word. The link is in my show notes, and on there I'll be offering live meditations, exclusive bonus materials and exercises, Reiki offerings, toolkits, and other supplemental material that I have specifically designed to support you through this journey by giving you some of the tools and resources to really explore and implement some of this material that I speak about on Illuminating the Shadow podcast 
in your own time. So if that's something that interests you, I invite you to check out my Patreon and to perhaps consider joining me on there. What if I told you that underneath the discomfort of your most painful frustrations, under the discomfort of your most painful resentments, lie the very keys to your freedom? What if I told you that buried deep below the painful exterior of your defensive mechanisms and your most hurtful experiences and hurtful memories lie the very patterns and wounds that most need your attention and healing? What if I told you that buried deep within the discomfort of your emotional triggers lie the very keys to your healing? And when that painful discomfort, when that uncomfortable feeling of emotional stirring, when it presents in your body as an emotional trigger, it's really an internal alarm. It's an internal alarm and it is a deep call to action. Because our unhealed wounds, they arise to the surface as emotional triggers. And these emotional triggers, they're characterized by their sharp emotional response, which are often reminiscent of a past trauma or repeating trauma. So these feelings of discomfort and our emotional triggers, they serve as a prompt and a deep call to action. This is a call to acknowledge the wound, to examine it and to honor it and to offer that trauma wound the space that it requires to heal. And we can act to answer this internal call to action through the very use of our own coping mechanisms. So as we begin to shine a light of gentle awareness into some of these more uncomfortable parts of ourselves, our most uncomfortable emotions, and towards the more challenging aspects of our own human experience. Well, we can come to better understand ourselves through these most uncomfortable emotions. And as we begin to dig deeply, we can come to understand some of the root causes of these wounds and some of their origin stories. And as we begin to both identify and accept our emotions, well, then we can begin to hold space for these wounds, and then we can begin to heal them with all of our awareness and our acceptance applied as the very ointment, we can heal these wounds and we can break these cycles and these patterns as we begin to see that they are no longer serving us. So in this episode of Illuminating the Shadow, we will be exploring coping skills. We will be defining what a coping skill is, why they're so important. We're gonna be distinguishing a bit between healthy coping skills and unhealthy defensive mechanisms. And I will be providing you with a solid and applicable list of suggestions for different methods in order for you to cope, different strategies that you can try on your own time. So it's my intention that this material, that it serves you, that it supports you in your journey of personal growth and self-awareness. And it's my hope that the next time that you feel yourself slipping into those patterns of defensiveness, those patterns of avoidance, that you remember something from this episode that you can use to soothe yourself, to soothe your hurt and your pain in a way that is both constructive and helpful for you. So for our journey today, I wanna really encourage you to offer yourself some gentleness, offer yourself some grace as you reflect upon your experiences with your own coping mechanisms today. And I want to really encourage you to listen to your body, listen to that inner compass, and to listen deeply, paying particular attention to the messages of your body and how they present through your own emotions and especially through those emotional triggers. Our emotions, especially the uncomfortable ones, taking the form of those emotional triggers, they often lead us right to the root of the rot. They lead us directly to our wounds and to what needs the healing the most. 
And these uncomfortable emotions, those intense emotional triggers, they often lead us right to the issue that needs remedy. Those uncomfortable emotions and these triggers, they lead us to what requires our attention and what requires healthy expression. And we can offer these experiences and these most painful emotions the very expression that they require to heal through this very work of utilizing our own healthy and sustainable coping skills. So in this episode, I hope to really facilitate a safe space for you all to really explore and reflect upon some of the ways that you've managed distress or upsetting emotions in the past. I want to encourage you to reflect upon some of your own coping mechanisms, some of your own defensive mechanisms, and how they've served you in the past. Perhaps even noticing how some of them present as cyclic patterns and tendencies repeatedly playing out in your relationship dynamics, as well as your internal dialogues and your self-talk. As we begin to shine a light of gentle awareness upon some of our beliefs of our own coping and defensive mechanisms and how they exhibit through our lives, well, we can draw our awareness towards what needs healing, towards what needs acceptance and our attention, and maybe towards what needs a little bit of improvement. So as we explore these topics and scenarios today, I want to really encourage you to be gentle with yourself because this kind of work in self-awareness and in coping with life in general, it's really hard work, okay? And this kind of work of shining a light upon some of the things that we just wish would remain in the dark sometimes, some of those uncomfortable experiences, well, it can be really difficult and sometimes really unpleasant, especially at first. But I can assure you that it does get easier over time and with practice. And this kind of work, it's really important because through this awareness, through this reflection of our experiences, well, we have the capacity to develop our own discernment, to really nurture and to foster our own sense of trust in ourselves and in our own natural processes. And when we work to honor ourselves and when we work to honor our needs through the use of healthy coping skills, we can sustainably care for ourselves and we can meet our own needs as we begin to take our power back, as we begin to understand that we have the capacity to break some of these patterns and cycles surrounding our defensive mechanisms and our less than desirable coping mechanisms. And we can do that as we begin to see that they're no longer serving us. So I should warn you that this shadow work, it's challenging hard work. And this work in self-awareness and personal accountability, it's really hard, especially if these concepts are completely new to you, or especially if they challenge some of the pre-existing beliefs that you may currently have. And so if you're not ready to yet entertain all of the information that I'm presenting to you today, I wanna assure you that that's okay, all right? That is perfectly fine. For some of you, I will be speaking about things that might be really difficult to digest or to even think about. And so for those of you that may struggle to hear what I'm trying to say, I want to reassure you that's okay. In those cases, I'm just planting little seeds, little seeds of awareness. And if you're not ready to nurture and attend to these little seeds of awareness just yet, that's perfectly fine. They will rise up to the surface and they will grow at a later time when you are ready. I want to assure you that no matter where you find yourself today, just know that you are exactly where you're meant to be and that there is no shame in taking your time and allowing your own processes along the way. So for our journey today, all you will need is a curious mind and an open heart and a willingness to really offer yourself some gentle self-awareness. 
it's my hope that this episode, that it resonates with you and that there's something that you could take away from this material and perhaps even further explore in your own time. Perhaps this episode even challenges you to reflect upon your own journey, where you are now, the circumstances and the events that have led you here, and where you might want to go from here. So it's my most heartfelt intention that this episode, that it serves you in some way, and that there is something constructive and healing that I can offer you of my own experience. So with that being said, let's get into it. You know how I'm always saying that your feelings are valid? Well, I say that because it's true and because sometimes we need to hear it a couple times for that to really sink in. So again, I want to reaffirm your feelings are valid. Your feelings are valid as fuck and they need healthy expressions so that you could process them, right? So your feelings, they need identification and they need an outlet for that expression in order for you to heal, in order for you to process and to integrate them into your experience in a healthy way. Your coping skills, they are the very vehicle for that expression. Your coping mechanisms are the ways in which you intentionally act in response to really any unpleasant circumstance or stimuli in your life. So coping skills are the conscious behaviors, actions, and thoughts that you actively engage in and with to help you navigate and manage upsetting situations and deal with intense or distressing emotions. These coping skills, they help you manage your emotions along with your emotional triggers. Coping skills are the conscious, they're conscientious behaviors, thoughts, and actions that you actively engage with to help you better navigate and manage how you meet your everyday challenges and stressors. Our coping mechanisms are how we deal with life's ordeals, with life's challenges, and with life's struggles. So when we're aware of this, we have the capacity to make conscientious decisions about how we can choose to express our feelings and our responses to those challenges, to those stressors in life, in a way that is both healthy and constructive to our personal growth. Rather than engaging in these survival-based defensive mechanisms that we tend to exhibit when we aren't consciously aware about the ways that we respond, all right? When we aren't consciously aware about the ways that we cope with life's more challenging situations. Unhealthy coping skills, they're often subconscious, okay? And they often present as what we like to call in psychology, defensive mechanisms, okay? And these defense mechanisms, they tend to be primal, they tend to be subconscious, and sometimes even childish in nature. But they're the ways that we protect ourselves. We protect our ego, we protect our beliefs, we hold true to what we think we know through these defense mechanisms. So defense mechanisms, they're triggered when you feel threatened, okay? They're triggered when you feel threatened. And oftentimes these defense mechanisms, they're rooted in our childhood responses. And they are oftentimes rooted in our early childhood conditioning and patterning. They tend to be automatic, impulsive, and highly reactive in nature. Defensive mechanisms can present in a number of ways, um, projection, denial, repression, rationalization, unhealthy humor, all kinds of ways, okay? Unhealthy coping skills, they can present as escapist tendencies, often characterized by a need to numb out. And we can do this through the use of mind-altering drugs, right? Alcohol, uh, video gaming, okay? All kinds of stuff. 
unhealthy coping mechanisms can present as lashing out, as blaming others. And in extreme cases, they can present as unsafe or erratic behaviors, or sometimes even lead to us engaging in self-harm. So when you engage in unhealthy coping mechanisms, they are often characterized by temporary relief or a sense of instant gratification even. But that gratification, it's characterized by being fleeting. It isn't sustainable in the long run or long term. And oftentimes when we engage with our more unhealthy coping mechanisms, well, they are followed by a slew of other problems that eventually require more remedy, right? More attention. So for example, say you find yourself in a heated debate that quickly escalates to an altercation and you find yourself becoming increasingly triggered. So you say something sharp, you say something harsh, you say something that you immediately regret, that word vomit, you know? And so now everyone's upset, everyone's hurt. Um, maybe the other party even feels a need to lash out back at you, right? So you may feel an initial sense of immediate relief, like, yeah, that shut them up. But then in the aftermath of the situation, when you're reflecting upon it, you know that your actions and your words were harsh. And so now you've got to have a little heart to heart with your friend, your partner, whoever, to soothe the situation, right? Or let's say you just received some really bad news and you find yourself feeling really hurt, feeling heartbroken, and the overwhelm of intense and unpleasant emotion, it's devastating, it's debilitating. So you look for a distraction to numb your feelings. You hit the bars, you drink too much to numb it out, right? And you find yourself at the end of the night, an oversharing, sobbing mess, right? So flash forward to the next morning, you've got a wicked hangover, you still feel horrible about the bad news that prompted you to drink in the first place, and now all the memories from the past night, they're flooding you, right? And because you weren't coping with your feelings in a healthy way, well, you may have some embarrassment or some feelings of guilt going on. Now you may have to apologize to your friends or the bartender about your behavior, right? So I'm not saying that any of these scenarios are innately bad or anything like that. I mean, we've all been there, right? We are human and we make mistakes, but these examples, well, they could have been handled differently through the use of healthy coping skills. So when we utilize healthy coping skills, we have the ability to make conscientious decisions about the ways that we choose to react and how we choose to express our feelings or our responses to these challenges and these stressors in a way that is both healing, healthy, and constructive to our personal growth, rather than engaging in the survival-based defensive mechanisms that we would tend to exhibit when we aren't conscientiously aware about the ways in which we respond, when we aren't conscientiously aware about the ways in which we cope with life's more challenging situations. Coping skills are especially helpful when you feel hurt. They can be especially helpful when you feel overwhelmed or exhausted or when you feel yourself approaching that point of burnout. Coping skills are especially helpful when you're super stressed out or when you're pissed off, when you're really frustrated or mad. Okay, coping skills can be helpful anytime you feel a need to escape or to indulge in those numbing tendencies or behaviors. Coping skills are especially helpful anytime you feel emotionally triggered, anytime you experience any extreme or intense emotional response and you notice yourself becoming riled up inside. 
Coping skills are especially helpful anytime that you feel helpless or hopeless. And they're super helpful for managing anxiety and depression. Coping skills can be especially helpful during any periods of upheaval or any time where you're experiencing a period of change, a period of transition, whether that looks like grief or loss or whether you're trying to quit smoking, right? Coping skills are especially helpful anytime you notice yourself feeling a sensation of not being okay when you're not feeling like yourself, right? Coping skills can be especially helpful when you feel like something in your life needs to change, but you aren't exactly sure how to go about creating that change. Utilizing a coping skill is an awesome way to lean into that shift and the changes that you wish to create in your life. So no matter how you are feeling, I want to reaffirm again, your feelings are valid as fuck, okay? And that there are really no good or bad feelings, okay? But there are definitely the feelings that we feel more ready and able to embrace. And then there are those that we feel a need to shy away from, to hide, to deny, and sometimes even repress. And that's okay. That's part of being human. So again, your feelings are valid as fuck, and they need healthy expression for you to process them, for you to heal the underlying wound. And we can express and we can process these uncomfortable feelings and scenarios through the very use of our own coping mechanisms. So we're going to be exploring some different methods and avenues for coping a bit more in depth today. So I'd like to say, first off, all of these are purely suggestive, okay? So if something doesn't resonate with you or if something sounds really unappealing, I encourage you to listen to your body and listen to your own internal processes above all else and to do what you need to do for you, okay? So we're approaching this material with kind of an attitude of take what you need and leave the rest. If it serves you, awesome. If it's something that doesn't feel right for you, by all means, disregard that and move along, okay? So first, we're going to be exploring some techniques that I like to categorize as self-soothing techniques, right? So through the use of our self-soothing coping skills and mechanisms, we can actually soothe and work to regulate our nervous system. Our nervous system is responsible for our primal and emotional responses. Have you ever noticed how when you get really pissed off, when you feel really upset, your heart rate increases, your palms get sweaty, you literally get fired up in your body, your temperature increases, and you literally feel hot. You know how some people use the term hot and bothered, or some people describe it as seeing red? Well, those body responses, that's your central nervous system when it's being stimulated. And so you may recall similar bodily responses when you're feeling emotionally triggered. And if you notice those sensations within your body, well, that's a really good indicator to you that the use of a coping skill could be really beneficial right now. So healthy coping skills, they can help you to regulate and to soothe your nervous system. All right? So what do those look like? Self-soothing techniques. Well, a simple one is take a deep breath, you know? Take a deep breath. Or maybe, maybe you need a couple of deep breaths, right? <laughs> pacing, just walking around and pacing. 
It's rhythmic in nature, which is super helpful for processing difficult emotions. Another suggestion I have for you is EFT or tapping, okay? Or you can take off your shoes and stand in the grass or dirt for a couple of minutes. Some people call this earthing or grounding, but it's a wonderful way to really ground yourself, right? Um, another technique is pick one of your senses and focus on grounding into that, okay? So if the sensation that you're focusing in on is touch, maybe, maybe you get cozy. Maybe you put on something that is warm and soft and comforting. Maybe you cozy up under a weighted blanket or maybe you snuggle your pet. Um, if the sensation that you're focusing on is smell, maybe you light an incense or maybe you literally stop and smell the flowers. Uh, if you're focusing on taste, maybe you make some tea and you just drink it really slowly. If you're focusing on sight, candle gazing can be really soothing, right? Staring at a fire or a candle or something and just watching the flame kind of flicker in and out. It's, it's really cathartic and it's a really good way to soothe your nervous system. You could go outside, focus on something pretty, watch your kids play, watch your fur babies play if you have them. Um, if you are focusing on hearing, listen to any kind of music that you enjoy, okay? Do a guided meditation. Binaural beats are really awesome. Listening to an audiobook, that can be really helpful. And if there's anything else that comes to mind that's related, indulge it. Um, it does really help to do whatever you choose to do, to do it slowly, to really immerse yourself in the task at hand. What about indulging in some healthy little distractions? Sometimes when things get intense, we just need a little mental vacation to get out of our heads and out of our own ways a little bit, you know? And I should preface this by saying that if you have a predisposition towards escapist tendencies, or if you're prone to zone out and to really allow your choice of distraction to consume your day, well, you might wanna give yourself a time limit for some of these suggestions here of healthy little distractions. So what is a healthy distraction? Read a book, move your body, go for a walk, go for a run, get some exercise in there. Watch your favorite movie or show. You can zone out and do some gardening, right? Meditation, listen to a podcast or an audiobook. play a board game. Play your favorite video game for a designated period of time, right? You could color, you could draw, anything that takes you out of the intensity of the situation, but that encourages a sense of mindfulness and presence, okay? Those are gonna be really helpful. It's really important to understand what is within your grasp to control and what is outside of yourself and your ability to control, and to really try to operate within those parameters. You cannot change the attitudes, beliefs, or actions of others, and you cannot control or change the things that have already taken place. But you can control how you respond to those factors. You can control how much you allow these external factors to influence you in your behaviors. You can control your attitudes. You can control your beliefs, and you can choose where your attention goes and what you choose to focus on. You can only control and influence the factors that you are bringing to the table. Okay, so I want you to take this into consideration moving forward. All right, so coping skills. Do something that feels recalibrating for you, like taking a nap, taking a shower, taking a walk or going for a scenic drive, okay? Anything that feels recalibrating for you. 
Sometimes we need to take a break. Sometimes we need to step away from the situation and sometimes a pause, a lack of motion or a lack of motivation is actually the very motion that you need. Although taking a break or taking a step back, it might sometimes look like you're throwing in the towel, like you're giving up, like you're being lazy or unproductive or unmotivated. But sometimes that pause is really just the respite that you need, the breather that you need between races, right? So this period that appears sometimes to look like inactivity, it's really just passive activity. And so sometimes we need that break to identify our emotions and to process our experiences and to figure out how to take our next right steps, right? Take a breather. Deep breathing or breath work techniques can be super helpful for regulating your nervous system. In fact, we're gonna be exploring a couple of these techniques more thoroughly in next week's follow-up episode to this. So in that episode, I'm gonna be guiding you through several breathwork techniques to really help you explore what works for you. And in that episode, I'll also be offering you a short guided body scan meditation to help you better identify what you're experiencing within your body and how to integrate it with this new information. So if that's something that interests you, I invite you to keep a lookout for that. That episode should be dropping next Wednesday. Another thing, seeking out support talk about it. Confide in a friend or a family member that understands you and that is in a position to hold some space for you. Sometimes just talking about things and getting them out of your head, it can be really helpful. Many of us process our experiences and how we feel about those experiences by sharing them. And it sure helps to feel like you aren't alone, right? The only thing I want to say here is be careful with emotion-fueled venting, okay? So sometimes when we're really caught up in the intensity of our emotions and the intensity of our experience, we have a tendency to emotionally unload upon others, which can have some nasty side effects and implications. So be mindful of that, okay? Um, If you're feeling really angry or really frustrated, go outside and scream, You ever just open up your back door and yell like, what the fuck? I have. It's uh, super helpful and you might get some strange looks from your neighbors, but you know, get it out. Burst out that inner dinosaur and vocalize those frustrations. Or sometimes I think karaoke can be a really good outlet for this. When I was processing my little brother's death, singing really angry karaoke songs was super helpful for me. How about identify the emotion that you're experiencing? How are you feeling? How are you experiencing it in your body? Do you feel your temperature and blood pressure rising with rage? What is going on in your body? How does it present? Does it present as tightness in the chest? Does it present as a lump in your throat? Or maybe you feel that sensation of your stomach sinking. Do you feel yourself getting all fired up? Or maybe you notice yourself becoming increasingly defensive feeling a need to check out or to minimize the situation or your feelings. Do you ever notice your heart race increasing abruptly? Check in with your breath. Do you notice a rapid increase or decrease with your breath? Or maybe you feel your jaws tense up, right? Pay attention to where you hold tension in your body. And as you begin to explore the sensations of your body, can you identify the emotion or emotions that you're experiencing? So 
This one can be really challenging sometimes and it takes a bit of practice to really feel into your body and to identify your emotions. And that's okay, that's normal, okay? So if this one is challenging for you, I wanna remind you to offer yourself some grace, offer yourself some gentleness. This kind of emotional self-awareness, it can be really hard, especially at first. And sometimes when we are able to identify the emotion, well, then we can adjust our approach and the coping skills that will best serve us in that given scenario. So the coping skills that support you best when you're feeling sad or anxious or depressed, well, they very well may differ from the ones that support you when you're feeling frustrated, angry, or fed up. And the act of recognizing, of identifying our own emotions, well, it encourages us to build our own self-awareness. And when we're self-aware, well, then we can be intentional and conscientious as we adapt to the challenges and situations at hand. And then we can implement some really healthy and intentional coping skills that support us, rather than relying on the reflexes of our defense mechanisms. So if this kind of practice is new to you, and if you really aren't used to exploring some of the sensations in your body, some of the emotions of your body, well, that's okay. In those cases, sometimes a body scan meditation can be really helpful in trying to help pinpoint the emotions that you're carrying in your body and where that resides. So if that's something you'd like to explore further, keep a lookout for my next episode that follows this one up in which I will be guiding you through a body scan exercise. All right, other avenues for coping, meditation, right? Write it out, get that shit out of your head and on paper. Journaling can be so helpful. I mean, it doesn't even have to be heavy processing. You could just write fuck, 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 fuck all over the page and that literally helps. Like, I guarantee you it helps, okay? So a couple of weeks ago, I was really struggling with some pretty intense feelings of anger, frustration, and resentment. And I was super, super pissed, okay? I was angry as fuck. And for a number of different reasons. And I knew that I needed to express my frustrations and my anger in a way that was constructive. And so you know what I did? I literally made a flowchart of why the fuck I was so pissed. Yes, like an actual flowchart, all right? And it really helped. It really helped me to make sense of everything that was going on in my body and in my head. And when I shared it with my therapist, she was super amused with it as well. Um, other avenues for coping, right? Move, get physical. So this one is especially helpful if you find yourself needing to process any feelings of frustration, anger, resentment, rage, stuff like that. Walking, pacing is really good. Running is really good. Yoga, exercise, weightlifting, playing any sport, roller skating, rollerblading, taking a bike ride, hitting the batting cages, really anything that gets you up and moving can be really soothing to your nervous system and it's an awesome outlet. All right, anything creative, painting, drawing, coloring, playing an instrument, making a collage, upcycling a piece of furniture, making any kind of art, sewing, crocheting, writing poetry, woodworking, trying a new hobby, anything creative is a really awesome distraction and a really lovely coping skill. Um, another awesome coping skill, any type of self-care activity. Literally anything that is nice and enjoyable for you. Anything that brings you any feelings of contentment, comfort, or pleasure in the process. So 
We're going to be really diving deep into this concept of self-care in the next couple of content-based episodes of Illuminating the Shadow. So I'm not going to go super in-depth in it here, but if that's something you're interested in, please keep a lookout for that. And then lastly, I want you to think back to when you were a kid, all right? Think back to when you were a kid. What did you really enjoy doing that you might not have time for these days? When we were kids, we didn't call them coping skills. We called it play. But anything that comforted you as a child, chances are it's going to serve you as an adult also. So maybe you really like board games or blowing bubbles or doing puzzles or playing Pokemon. So it might sound silly at first, but seriously, I want to really encourage you to maybe re-explore and indulge some of those inner child urges. All right? And I wanna encourage you to perhaps in your own time, begin to reflect upon your journey. Begin to reflect upon your past methods of coping and how it's led you here. And as you begin to reflect upon your journey thus far, your journey and awareness of your own coping mechanisms and defensive mechanisms, reflecting on where you've been, where you find yourself now and where you'd like to go from here, Perhaps you begin to reflect upon some of the changes that you would like to make in your life. Perhaps in your own time, you find yourself ready to really explore some of these hard questions and some of these new coping techniques, some of these areas of your life that could benefit from a little awareness and maybe even a little reevaluation of your personal needs and coping mechanisms. And as you're doing this, I wanna really encourage you again, be gentle with yourself. Be gentle with yourself and be gentle with yourself with what comes up for you, okay? This is really hard work. So I know that I gave you a lot to consider today. And so I wanna ask you to offer yourself some grace. Give yourself some time to really process and to digest this new information. I encourage you to take some time to reflect, to process, and to consider some of this material in your own time. I really hope that today's episode that I challenged you to reflect upon some of your beliefs, some of your tendencies and behaviors regarding the ways in which you meet life's more challenging circumstances and the ways in which you deal, the ways in which you cope. And I hope that this discussion that encourages you to maybe re-examine and reevaluate upon some of the ways that you react to stress, upon some of the ways that you respond to your emotional triggers and to your more intense feelings. And perhaps this process includes some reflection and maybe even a little bit of unlearning and relearning. This kind of work in radical self-awareness and in really looking at those more challenging aspects of our human experience, well, it definitely takes some courage and some conscious effort and possibly even some reframing and relearning on our parts. And that's okay. That's to be expected. This kind of work in self-awareness and this radical kind of self-advocacy It's like a muscle, and the more you use it, the stronger it gets and the easier it becomes to utilize. So as you continue to reflect upon your past experiences and examples of your own coping and defensive mechanisms, perhaps you begin to question whether or not some of your past behaviors and beliefs about how you meet life's challenges and stressors. Maybe you begin to question whether or not they still serve you, whether or not they are still serving you today. And if you're beginning to see that some of these behaviors and beliefs that they aren't serving you any longer, and you find yourself ready to release yourself from their holds, 
well, it may be time to consider putting this work into practice by implementing some new coping skills as you need them. And if you find yourself encouraged to continue this deep dive into your own personal journey and self-awareness through the shadow work, well then I invite you to keep a lookout for my Patreon, which is now live, and to possibly consider supporting me as a patron on there. So if that's something that you're interested in, I encourage you to check that out. I am so very grateful to have this time here today to share with you a bit, and I really hope that this episode of Illuminating the Shadow podcast, that it resonates with you. And I really hope that there is at least one thing that you could take away from this episode and perhaps explore on your own time. I am so very grateful that our paths crossed when they did, because this life, this work, all of this, it's hard, hard work. And now that we found each other here, well, we don't have to do this hard work alone. So I really hope that this episode, that it served you in some way. And if it did, then I invite you to hit that follow or subscribe button so you don't miss out on any future content from Illuminating the Shadow. And I invite you to keep a lookout for the episode coming out next Wednesday corresponding with this one that will include some of those breathwork techniques that I spoke about along with a body scan meditation I mentioned earlier. Until next time, this is Illuminating the Shadow with your host and guide, Britt Hampton. And I'm here to remind you that there is power in your voice and there is medicine in your story. Until next time.